0: Welcome back to season two of Why the F I Am an Artist. Today, I'm so excited to be bringing on blogger, founder of The Sugar Cottage, actress, singer, and fellow FIU theater alum. Oh, and to add on to that, entrepreneur, Garo Pozo. <laughs> hey, what's up? Hi. <laughs> Welcome. Hi. Girl, your list of, of things that you do, I mean, how do you have the time?
1: I I really have figured out this block scheduling thing. I've been a, a trial, a trial of, you know, errors and just trying to figure out what times for me work the best and what is worth spending more time on than the other. And you know, you just you just kind of figure it out along the way. You just have to be patient figuring out what that is. And for me, it's all about my morning routine. And my morning routine is what basically kind of sets me up for the day.
0: For sure. And I mean, you wake up at like, what, like 6 a.m., 5 a.m. sometimes? Uh,
1: My goals is always to do the 5 a.m. workout. But I will tell you, you know, COVID, this whole situation with the pandemic definitely threw me off the loop. I was going solid for a couple of years just like doing the whole set the alarm at 4.50, dress up. And I work out at home. So it's, you know, just a little walk over here and then... (laughs) go to work out for the hour. But then after that, even though I'm dreading it, thank God for pre-workout, I'm able to just kind of, I, I love making lists because if I don't make a list, it just seems so much more overwhelming in my head of all the things I have to do. And then when I write it on paper, you're like, Oh, it's really not that much today. So. Yeah.
0: Being organized is so important, especially with COVID. You can kind of be so lax that yeah. you just let some things fall to the wayside. And for anyone who's listening and doesn't know, you do beach body. That is one of the entrepreneurial side to your job that you have. I say jobs yeah. because yeah, you, you, it, have- you know it Many,
1: yeah, you know, I mean, I would like to say that my main focus when it comes to entrepreneurial is my small business. Um, it's called the Sugar Cottage, like you mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Um, Beachbody, I kind of treat it like a blogger vibe, and I know okay. that sounds terrible to other Beachbody coaches. Um, but the reason why is, um, because it is not going to be my full time job, you know, I will say it does help me make money. Um, but when I say to treat like a blogger, it's because. Here I have this blog. It's called Blonde Supernet. I do it with my sister. And we're both, we're six years apart. So we're both in different stages of our lives. So we kind of incorporate our lifestyle. Um, and we both together do a lot of like fun DIY family holiday decor stuff. Like that's our jam. But then we show the different stages of our lives. And when I was getting married, I was trying to budget really well. And mm. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm only going into the gym like twice a week, three times a week. Like, what a waste of $40 a month, honestly. And, and then I had heard about Beach Buy through my wedding planner. And she had a friend that was like, like one of those top coaches, you know, that has 5 million people under her. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I basically signed up because it was like online, you spend a hundred dollars for the whole year. And I was like, oh, I can do this. And I wasn't planning on selling it or anything like that. And then I treated it like blogging. So I made myself accountable. I would post on my Instagram story that I'm working out, showing some moves that I liked from the programs that I was doing. And the next thing you know, people were asking me about it. And and there's this natural entrepreneurial thing of, I'm spending so much time on this. How do I profit off of this? Pops yeah, Totally. Head. So I was like, screw it, I'm gonna start selling it. And I was maybe more being selly, more of that, you know, salesman on Instagram in the beginning. But then later on I was like, no, no, I'm not gonna make this like my main thing. But when people are interested, because the people that are truly interested and want to commit to home workouts and nutrition, they do reach out to you. So I just wait for that to happen these days. Like I will definitely if I I'm crazy obsessed with stuff. Like I have my blog posts on it. I always send it to people when they're interested. So that way, like, here's all the facts. But for me, my main focus is my acting and then my small business. So the blogging is kind of like this fun hobby that it's an open diary of all the things that I love and have tried and and do. And I share it with people because, you know, why not? And I love crafting. There are opportunities for some hobbies to bring in some money. Just saying. Yeah.
0: And I mean, some people have made acting are, their hobby and then right. all of a sudden decide, hey, I'm going to go for this full throttle. Us as actors or artists in general, mm-hmm. we really choose a path that's less followed because it's not a safe route. And it's not. I like the fact that your your main focus is acting and is your company, which is the (laughs) Sugar Cottage, and where you still have an essence of art within that job as well because Mm -hmm. you're doing what photography. You're doing these awesome sets that I've gotten to see through your social media where you do awesome photo sessions for the holidays, and they're so artistic. Yeah, so so
1: what's interesting about the Sugar Cottage, what it started off was basically – the holidays is always a, a slow period for actors that maybe aren't involved as mm-hmm. a in TV show or a film. A lot of things in production that slow down unless you are set in some kind of film project or a TV show. So I was like, you know, I'm, you know, st- I'm still starting out. Like I will always consider myself still starting out in this business, even though it's all about networking. And I promise you, and we'll probably talk about this later, how things in the past come back up, and it's so important. To oh yeah. Like extend those olive branches. That, and I'll explain that to you in a second. But the business um, you're
0: talking about is acting, right?
1: Yeah, right now, yeah, okay. right now I'm talking about well well the sugar cottage. I'm gonna tell you like the yes. reason why the sugar cottage started was because since the holiday season was so slow, mm-hmm. I um you know, in theater, which is how you and I met in theater, yes. you know, we had to spend hours and hours in tech lab, which is funny because that's how I met my husband, but <laughs> that's another story. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> the tech lab, you know, I love decorating and then I got to learn how to build things from scratch. So what ends up happening is it's slow. My friend Diana, who we also know from FIU theater She was doing modeling and acting and then she got into photography. So she is like the amazing photographer editor. And we decided to collab one day because I was like, I love making holiday sets. And I, and I actually pulled her aside. I was like, I love your holiday photos, but can I just like come in and, do a, a better set for you because what she had was super I and, and the thing is, what she had was super cute, but I was like, dang, can I just, and she was like, uh, she's a close friend of mine. I just so, this up. Yeah, I just like, <laughs> jush it up, you know, and like add some, because it's like she just had like this beautiful, sweet look, but it was lacking, you know, and I yeah. was like, I can make this better. And I was like, oh my God, let's do this. So the following year, I was like, here we go, let's make a holiday set. And it started out in my backyard, and we did that consistently for four years. And then last year was our fifth year. And we, my husband and I finally got a warehouse and we decided to go inside. And it happened to be the rainiest holiday oh, photo shoot no. season ever. And we got so lucky because we were in shelter. So no, Thankfully. it ended up being a, a blessing in disguise. But it was just like, in acting, there's a lot of these dead periods. Now things are a little bit weird. Uh, aside from pre-pandemic, things started getting weird as technical advances started happening. Mm. So I feel like there's no more pilot season. Pilot season doesn't exist anymore. Have you noticed that?
0: I have noticed that. And could you actually because so so for anyone who doesn't know what pilot season in, is, could you actually let them know what it is? Because I know that you do predominantly film and I'm more of a predominantly theater actor. So I feel okay, like you can okay. actually describe yeah, what it is I mean, better. I
1: mean, again, pilot season to me was okay. January is rolling around. You want to make sure that your agents are locked in. You got fresh headshots or headshots that are still good. <laughs> and now you're planning on maybe being in Atlanta or LA or New York. Like I was in Miami. So I would go out to LA or to Atlanta, stay with a friend, pay, you know, thank God for Airbnb. Cause this last time that I did pilot season, which was a couple years ago, um, I went to Atlanta so I stayed like in an Airbnb, and it was uh, I mean affordable. Like it, you're, there are very creative ways you can do this. And then the one time I stayed in LA, so you're there in the late winter, all the way up into um, I would say late spring, early summer, if you want. In pilot season is this opportunity for people to have your talents come in. You start auditioning for TV shows. So the majority of it is brand new season and what a pilot is, is a brand new potential TV show where you film, sometimes it's one episode, sometimes it's six and you put it out there to different networks, ABC, uh, CBS, or sometimes you put it out to, you pitch it to Netflix or Hulu or Discovery Plus or Disney and they look at this test pilot, what you want to call it, because it's really is just a test. And if they like it, they air it, or they'll test a couple episodes on there and they'll air it. And then from there, you'll find out if your season pick gets picked up, which is why like you always hear, oh, my season got picked up, which means okay, it got green or it got greenlit. So now we're gonna be yeah. able to make more episodes. And sometimes they completely redo all of the episodes or they'll just keep the first one to six episodes of the pilot. So that's what auditioning for pilot season is. That's usually why a lot of actors um, go for it because sometimes they'll discover the unknowns and put you in like little small roles, but it's one step closer of the network getting to know you as well, because if they like you, I promise you they will keep having you audition for other TV shows in that same network.
0: Yeah, and sometimes people can get lucky and a small role can turn into a small recurring role. And then it could lead into a huge role, which is the dream, the ultimate dream for an actor is to land something that can platform them or catapult them to to get more work. And I mean, yeah, COVID has definitely... Really changed the game completely. And you said it. You're based in Miami, so you would have to do the traveling to Georgia or to LA. Or t- I've, I've right. even seen you when I lived in New York. You were you were traveling to New York as well. Yeah. I mean, for your career path, how has COVID really changed the game for you?
1: <laughs> COVID was so like a slap in the a slap in the face for everybody. But I remember um what is was it January you know it was a fresh year I was feeling so on fire um, <laughs> and November the, the November before 2019 I had just gotten married so I was like on this like major major high and January I auditioned for two projects I booked my uh I booked a national um uh, oh my god commercial. that's amazing yeah, yeah, it never aired Oh <laughs> <no>. of COVID. <laughs> Damn so, it. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Not only was it national, it was worldwide because it was um, Orange Theory and oh, yes. Orange Theory Fitness. And they've, they've kind of put stuff on the internet because I did the, um, the worldwide commercial and I did the photo shoot for them. So like for content or like social media or whatever. But it was going to be my first worldwide. And then I booked another project and I can't remember what it was. Um, But it was amazing. So it was like, last week of January, booked this first week of February, booked that. Um, And then end of February, I film Orange Theory. And then the other commercial, I cannot remember what it was. But I just, I don't, did we film it? I don't know. I I didn't film it. That's what it was. We just never filmed it. Because we're like, Oh, guys, we're gonna have to wait for two weeks to flatten the curve. And then we're gonna come back and film that. Well, hmm. and then
0: two more weeks happen and then COVID.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Goodbye. And so, you know, you're over here and I'm like, I was, okay, I got to stay on top of my morning routine, my habits. I got to, I got to do this. I got to do that. Um, Auditions aren't happening right now. People are freaking out. We can't do this. And then it basically took, I mind you, I was still auditioning. So here's the beautiful thing about modern technology um we all had to pivot you know uh, people are now self-taping 24 7 mind you i hate self-taping for auditions Me um too. yeah i i just i love the idea of going to a casting office not having to edit worry about sound worry about lighting i have all of the equipment but to find a reader to do this to do that like oh god i just <laughs> want to go in there work on the character and just you know, audition. I don't want to have to be the production as well, you know? Yeah. And then half the time you're getting these
0: turnarounds of like, I need this in 24 hours. And for anyone who's not an actor, sometimes you'll get a message from your manager or your agent saying, okay, here's the spec. You get the script. You have to send a self tape in within 24 to 48 hours and right. half the time, you're like, "Oh, cool! I have no one around, especially with COVID." Yeah. Uh, one time, I think I was on vacation, and my boyfriend had to read for me.
1: Oh, yeah, <laughs> and, and it, film me. Right, okay. and and it's it's not ter- it's great to have like your significant other help you, but sometimes you just you don't necessarily want them to do it. Honestly, exactly. like, It's just like <laughs> no, because then they're gonna be like, "Why are you acting?" I mean, sometimes they have sentiment, sometimes they don't. I mean. Celso is the name of my husband. Celso is pretty good at just like not asking questions because he sees me do weird <laughs> shit uh, all the time. Sorry for the language. Um, oh, it's Okay. Yeah. I mean, I curse like a sailor, but I'm trying to be good right now. We don't uh, bleep it.
0: We oh, we keep okay. it. We keep it all natural here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, so uh, yeah, you just you just kind of like it's weird.
0: Um, it is, and that's why that's why the F you are an artist is because even through all the bullshit, you still love doing this. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Why are we such masochists? I don't understand. (laughs) I do not know. Like, I mean, we seriously, you know, I think what's amazing about that though, it also makes us shameless in a lot of things. I I, I owe acting a lot because it reminds me that what's the worst I can say? No. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Okay okay, like there's so many things in life that I'm just like, I'm just going to ask them. I'm just going to do this, you know, which is I think how ways have like, you know, expanded on like my small business side of just going, I'm just going to pitch this and see if this person likes this. If they don't, then whatever, you know, no, no, no harm and then bad. back to the drawing board, back to the drawing board. But yeah, so back to what we were talking about with, you know, COVID, it, it's basically just forced us to pivot in the sense of now we just have to self tapes are going to be a regular thing. It's not a once in a blue moon thing. It is a regular thing. But the beautiful thing is we're kind of expanding on the pot. Like, even though I'm Miami, I'm Southeast, I am able to submit for some projects that are in Canada and, and California that are looking for a specific type because you know, the other thing that's changed too is that people are filming in locations that cost less. So they're not necessarily filming all in California anymore. That's been going on for the last, what, five years that they've been filming elsewhere because the taxes are just so high in certain States. So oh, um, I just feel like we're get, we're getting more opportunity to audition for a lot of projects um, than we used to just because everything is technical and we're able to tape from anywhere. So that is the beauty of it. I will say, just because COVID, you know, there were some months where, okay, we're not adjusting at all. We're not adjusting for anything at all because between production and having a COVID officer, which is basically saying someone who's on set, making sure you abide by guidelines and also possibly testing you on ground. Um, even though we get tested about 48 hours before, then you just stay home you're in a little bubble. And then you yep. go to set <laughs> and that's basically what it's been. And I will tell you, um, I auditioned and I got great callbacks for really you know, great projects um, and they didn't pan out. But it at least kind of like kept me feeling like, OK, this is eventually coming back. And then it took me all the way up until the last, <laughs> funny enough, a year later, I was back on set exactly from the same time I was filming in Jan- in January of twenty nineteen. It was pretty insane that a year later I was back on set, you know, with different regulation with masks and stuff like that and social distancing. And even though we're all like COVID free because we all got tested, they still, you know, you gotta be careful. Oh yeah, um, you have to
0: be extra careful. But doesn't it make you feel so much more appreciative and yes so thankful for the opportunity because this is what we love we wouldn't yeah. choose this career path if if we didn't love it if it wasn't a a passion that burned in our body and the reason i created this podcast was to connect with other actors artists of all different types what what got you to the point of wanting to become an actress
1: growing up my family is full of doctors, healthcare workers, business entrepreneurial people. Literally, that that's all we got in our family. You know, <laughs> I do have a couple random family members that are like second third cousins that are um in production. There's two of them that live out in California that are in production, but um they're like 20 30 years older than me. So I never really got to know them and they never lived in Miami. It's funny, the majority of them are all in these very serious, you know, uh, sometimes hard uh, professions. And I even, I remember when I was a child, because I was enamored with my grandfather, my my mother, my maternal grandfather. He was a doctor and I was like, oh, I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to deliver babies. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> he didn't do that. He, he was a urologist. But I was like, yeah, I'm going to deliver babies. And I remember, oh, right. I'm f- frightened of needles. And for oh, some gosh. reason, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I grew up in his little office, his practice, up in Northern Florida. And I remember getting so grossed out seeing skin being cut open. I was like, oh my God, I can't do this. And I was like, I was very young and and I knew early on I could not do that. But I loved putting on the show for my family. I just know I want to make people laugh and happy. And then I realized, I think I could do this profession in high school. I saw some of my close friends putting on a production at school. And I was like, man, I really want to do that. But I was already in high school at this point. I was not, I was doing the arts for fun because I enjoyed it. It wasn't something that I took seriously. And then I went to an acting for camera. So before I even did theater, I did acting for camera. Oh, okay. Yeah. So film has always been, I I was always doing like chorus and dance at school. Again, to just enjoy being at school. be honest but film Um, was your number one film film was actually my number one and I I was working with this guy his name is Manny Arca and he's like you know you really got talent and I'm like 12 13 I just remember being like oh (laughs) sure maybe but then he gave me a very dramatic monologue I loved comedy but he gave me a dramatic monologue and I remember just like really owning it and feeling this character and it was about drugs and dependency mind you we're like you know damn at 13? 13 i know yeah <laughs> i know it sounded crazy but remember i was also a little year younger but i pretend like i was older or whatever yeah um but the reason why i understood that was because i do have um a few cousins um inside my family that all have substance abuse so i knew exactly what that was you connected with the character right away right away and I really really enjoyed it and they film it and everything and so we do these classes I do them for two years straight I'm now finally in my junior year junior year of high school and I audition for my senior year I audition for my senior year. I get into the theater department and my high school, and then from there, I was like, "Screw it! I'm gonna audition and do this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pursue theater in college. Why not?" And I thought I was like this late bird, and I was because let me tell you, I did not have the confidence like all these other people auditioning, prepping monologues. Like, oh, you have to read the play before you do the monologue. I thought we just read a script and we call it a day, you know, like you know, like the little whatever. And um, I learned a lot my last year of high school. And then I got to FIU. Mind you, I auditioned because I was like, oh, I can sing. So I know I can get by with my singing. And I auditioned for so many schools that I got into in their department. But my SAT scores, girl. Oh, no. The math.
0: The math was Oh, math. I, I mean, I was in school for so many years. And math was one of the reasons. I also changed my majors three times. <laughs> but math was horrible. We are artists we we are not about i
1: don't i i you know i was good at (laughs) geometry i could understand shapes and like spaces like i don't know what it was about geometry but i guess that's why i can make sets now you know i still there's still math stuff that i'm like salsa please (laughs) help me (laughs) i'll i'll paint it you (laughs) cut it make sure it's cut correctly because (laughs) i think it might be short if i cut it it was that moment with this acting coach Later on in life, um, as college starts getting closer and closer to finishing, I love theater. Let me tell you something. I love theater. And I continue to pursue theater after graduation. And I did some shows and I Yeah, that's how for, we met. Yeah, well, yeah. You know? We,
0: I think we met like through the theater scene, but then we actually like officially Micro hung theater.
1: out from Micro Theater Miami. Because yeah. we were both
0: doing a show at the same
1: time. Yeah, and that's when we finally got to know each other because yep. I was a couple what a couple of classes before you. I don't remember. I,
0: I think you graduated, and then I started going there.
1: Yeah, isn't that crazy? And then like for me, like I was always about like oh f like I here's here's what I learned too. Um, leaving FIE theater is that we don't have and and it's something that they're working on now, but since being a very young theater department, we don't have that camaraderie in like a department to help each other out to build um, networks. Because when I'm auditioning, my first show outside of FA theater, I saw maybe like one person that I knew. Everybody else was from New World and from FSU. Oh my God, yeah. And I'm just like, and all these people have all these connections and they're doing these one-woman shows professionally done. And I'm just like, how do they have all of this? And I was so impressed. And I was like, man, we need that at FIU. We need that at FIU wholeheartedly. And, and I thought micro theater was really cool because somehow you and I got into the mix and I met, and the people that invited me to be in their show, I met through doing FIU film school. I had, sorry, not FIU film school, UM film school is how I got into micro theater.
0: Ah, so I got into theater through a Broward College alum. He actually went to New World and got Ooh. into theater because of a New World alum who was doing it. And they needed directors. And he was like, oh, I know a girl who would be great. And then I got in. And then from there, it just kind of propelled into doing more microtheater, I think, each yeah, uh, like three months or so. They, yeah, they, we were
1: doing a lot. Like, we were doing a lot of micro Because theater. we were part of the first group doing the English version. Because nice micro theater's from Spain, in case any of you guys don't know, and they're 15-minute plays yeah. in containers. España. Um, España, yes. And it, it was a great concept. And it's just a beautiful vignettes of short stories. And I loved seeing, you know, I, I don't know about you when it comes to like binging on Netflix, but if you don't have the whole series out, I'm not watching. I need to, I, I need to know what happens. Like I can't wait till next week. I need to know what happens right then and there. So I, I love the fact that it was like a beginning, middle end. Good to go. Good to go. You get your stories, you get your stories. And yeah, I I just, I just feel like uh, this long-winded answer from "How Did I Get into Acting" <laughs> is uh, due to find every actor has that moment of connection of okay, this is what I want to do. Yeah, I want to do this because I need to not only bring awareness to like for me, I I love all types of film and theater, but there's something about really connecting with the audience and to help them heal. And for me that's probably for me it's like I don't have this I had this quote up on my website. I don't know from back in the day and I was like I might not have the stomach <laughs> to heal uh like my family members do in the medical room, but I <laughs> really want to heal the soul, the heart, the mind. Some way, some way like just for a moment
0: that's take beautiful. away,
1: you know, and and that to me is me being the entertainer doctor of the family. but Who knows? It, you it, might play a doctor one day. Girl, I played a nurse in a healthcare commercial. <laughs> I'm one step closer. It might just happen. Who knows? You are. You know, you it's
0: know. it's crazy how this art form works that you were very much into comedy, but what really captured you and got you into that drive of wanting to become an actress was a dramatic role.
1: Yeah. I hate the fact that I know what the, at the moment, the context of like substance abuse was. I hate the fact that I knew that at a young age, but at the same time, I am so grateful of learning about hard things. I really am and experiencing them. And I know that, you know, things can have trauma, you know, Mm -hmm. um, there's definitely some generational trauma with my family that has experienced this substance abuse because it's, it wasn't the first time and it hasn't been the last, unfortunately. It, it continues to happen. Um, the passings of family members and just, it's something that has always been in my life. It's not that it gets easier to deal with. It's the fact that you just get stronger and you learn about it. And And if you can help anyone that is going through it or just needs the support to understand, it's it's what happened. You're able to take those life moments and, and traumatic
0: situations in life and you have this connection. And then with that, you're able to connect with others. And I feel that acting in specifically acting Mm -hmm. is connecting, making a connection with your audience, whether it be through TV or whether it be live in person on a stage, connecting with the audience and connecting with your fellow actors. And it's a kind of therapy sometimes, you know, yeah. it's, it's crazy. Like like you, I think I did a, a play in my senior year of high school and it was about bullying and I got severely bullied when I was younger and getting to do that was very
1: Catholic.
0: healing. Yes. It was very cathartic um, because we were getting to do it for children watching this mm. who probably experience this. Or experienced that yeah. kind of bullying, so the arts can be so incredibly healing sometimes, and yeah. make you realize, like, "Damn, I'm meant to do this." Like how you realize that you were meant to do it. Yeah. And you're still doing
1: it. I'm still doing it, and it, and you know, here and this is what I wanted to touch the light to, and this is something I, I do my best. To share with anyone starting out. Um, or is still in it. Yes please. Um,
0: I always love these tidbits. Yeah, and yeah. So, pointers.
1: Um, I would say. 2000, <laughs> 2013. 14. Thing is we did this show. Um, for two summers in a row. So I don't know which summer it was. Um, and it was a children's musical. At the Arsh. And it was called, yeah, it was called Dr. Wonderful. And I was playing the mom and that was the first time I was cast as mom. I was like, oh shit. Okay. (laughs) I played a mom a couple of times too. It's it's happening. Hey, I'm totally fine with that because like I was perpetually, the thing in acting is you never play your age. You're either too young, you look too young. And then by the time you get to that age, you now look too much like that age, but now they want someone younger or they're like, no, you're uh, you don't look old enough to play your age i'm i don't, I don't know it, it's constant back and forth Constant back. Forth. it's a pain in the ass <laughs> yeah it's it's i don't know what the hell they want they need they need to figure it out so i'm in this musical and this lady approaches me and after it after the show and i'm, I'm thinking you know I'm like maybe she has a kid she wants me to take a picture with her kid or something like that, i don't know and she's like this is my card can you please call me back i'm working on um a grant for a short film it's you know we're we're not we're only getting paid for production like to put it up like we're getting the opportunity i was like um okay sure (laughs) and i ends up being a short film it's really cute very campy uh about motherhood and all these different um women and that are pregnant and it's it's got special effects and everything. It's really cute. It's called Supermarket. And basically, this woman comes in and she finds out that she's pregnant within the market, but the market is kind of like purgatory. Purgatory. So it's kind of like a purgatory vibe. So is Walmart? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it looks like I love Walmart. Walmart. No shade. No shade. It looks like we actually filmed at a Sedanos. Oh, the, it was an overnight shoot, so I got there at midnight and I left at four in the morning. It was very fun. It was. It really was because it was. It was cute, and I actually played the cashier. So I still don't understand how this woman pictured me for this short film <laughs> to play the cashier, but the cashier was like this. She even had like a New York accent, like a little, a li- just a little bit like hey, how you doing? Whatever. Like, they're very, very subtle. She's yeah. like, go, go. I was like, go take a test. You know, like, that's how she had me talking. Like, it was nothing. She's like, you just had this really, like, stern thing about you. And I'm like, oh, it's my resting bitch face. That's probably what it is. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I don't know what it is. But, um, so we play this. And, you know, I do this for a film. And I did it for free. And I was like, I need film credits. Great. I got my scenes, you know, a couple months later. And I used it for a film reel and nothing really comes of this short film for some time and then one of the girls in production was like hey this is now two and a half years later hey i'm working on this commercial reel for this agency do you want to do it and and it's unpaid i'm like uh here we go another unpaid project i'm like so many of those out there in the world. It's right. Amazing. So many of those. But the thing is, this girl is really nice. And she was also starting out as her side of being assistant director, uh, production manager. So I was like, this we is have networking. a This is networking. This yes. is networking. Building a bridge. And she's like, girl, you're only going to be there for like maybe an hour, max two hours. But it's going to be high quality. And side note, I had just done my veneers, which is dental work, on my... Four front teeth so i was like oh i need new film footage so i'm thinking okay okay fine this is a big pro for you you know yeah 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 so i was like screw it let's do it whatever i'm gonna say no to free i usually say no to free work if like i know it doesn't have a future but at the same time i was like whatever production people let's do this let's do this so i do that the quality is great i use it for film people um people look at it on my website i've booked other projects from it so there's a plus side. i got my return I got my return. It gets better. So this girl, her name is Verena. Verena calls me back again two years later. Shout out Verena, man. Shout out for Verena. And this is a random, this is a girl from the original Supermarket film. Okay. So this is a girl from originally from that.
0: This is key for anyone who is listening, who is an actor, who is trying to start out. Networking is your best friend in this industry, and so much about be, who you know.
1: Yes, and always be professional and engage in conversation. Just don't show up there waiting for your call. You can engage have an conversation. RBF, but don't be a bitch. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like uh, <laughs> it's it's so true. RBF syndrome is a hard deal. It's a hard deal. But this is this is when it really is just a beautiful moment. That's amazing. Um, yeah. So, Verena. Here we are. It is now um,
0: four years later,
1: basically. Yeah. So now, so now it's another couple years later. So now it's 2019. So we went from 2013, 2014, whatever summer that was. Don't again math. <laughs> not my best. <laughs> um, we're now in 2019. No, I lie. We are now in. It's 2016? still 2018. It's we're oh. still in 2018 because it's mm-hmm. the holiday season and they're not shooting a project until 2019 okay okay so november comes it's november i remember she's like hey girl um i'm working with this director on this film project's christmas movie by any chance um do you want to audition for this like phone receptionist it's paid it's a paid movie they it, it will plan to either go to netflix or what? maybe even have a theatrical release do you want to audition for it yeah, girl. Hell yeah. I'll go audition <laughs> for it. Give me the sides. She gives me like four pages. So I was like, okay, that's not big of a deal. And I'm reading it. No big deal. And again, she tells me it's just like a small assistant part, whatever. And then I go, but I didn't go to the whole casting. There was a whole casting process apparently
0: oh, and it wow. didn't
1: work out. It didn't work out. So then the director goes, I'm tired of these people that came in for this. The agents did not send me the right people do you know anyone that is a good actress? I don't care. She's an unknown. Just send me to her. I was like, okay. (laughs) And I go, and I go to where they already are setting a production. Like they already have like the space, like they have, they're in pre-production. They have the table set out, whatever, but it's just me and the director, Verena and a camera. And I'm just like, oh my God, what? This is your moment. Okay. I'm going to read these sides. No big deal. And then, I go in there and I'm feeling good after that. I also went into this like, whatever, bro. Like if this, this is so random, if it doesn't happen, I just feel good. The fact that Verena continues to call me every and every two years, <laughs> literally three hours later, I get home. Hey, it's not official yet, but just want to clear these dates. Are you available? These dates, February, 2019, March, 2019 dates, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. She goes, okay. And? The morning after, hey, you booked it. By the way, you're actually playing the female lead. What? Holy yes. crap, that's amazing. And I'm like, bitch, you didn't tell me this was a female lead. You told me that this was on a like, an assistant, receptionist. Thing. She goes, no, you're actually playing the separated, because apparently the husband and wife are separated at the time. That's how it happens. They're, that's how they are in the script. Um, you're playing the lead character's wife. And I'm like... Mm-hmm. What? Wait, is this movie out now? Okay, so the movie actually only had a so. Okay, shit happens. Shit happens. But I'm gonna get. It's gonna get better. It's gonna get better because I ain't done, girl. (laughs) I ain't done. (laughs) I ain't done. So we filmed this in 2019. It's a Christmas movie. They want to try to get it out for 2019 December. Ends up not happening. Things happen in production. Things happen in production, so whatever. They end up doing a release, but Netflix for everywhere else but the US. What? It's totally okay because I am very grateful that I have these scenes, these Christmas holiday scenes with my husband. They're beautifully done. The the, the product value is great. The movie, I mean, look, it's a Christmas movie. It's not Hallmark. That's one of my goals. It's not Hallmark level in the sense that it's like this sweet lovey dovey. It's more of like a kid's film. So it's not necessarily like it's it's got some weird moments. I'm not gonna lie.
0: What so is it fact, called? It's Since called I'm Santa, in Helsinki.
1: It's it's called, oh God, oh god. <laughs> I might be okay, able to watch do, this. You can watch this on your own. Don't, don't talk about it on the pod. Um <laughs> it's called Santa in training. If anyone else is in the UK, Santa in training, my scenes are great. <laughs> um enjoy the trip the movie the movie is very special like it's i love it but i'm telling you you're going to be like "That, that was that was a trip that was a trip um but here's the cool part so Verena and i are still great friends she's still doing productions she still calls me into auditions she's great Um, but funny enough, this character, some of the people that I met on production are now starting to do their own production company and films and have already cast me direct booking. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. So it, it, we're going to film either this fall or the first quarter of next year because of COVID, everything got pushed back, but, um, they plan on doing multiple movies in this production. And I'm now part of that family because, Of course, if you guys have noticed in films and productions and groups of actors always working together, because what ends up happening is sometimes, you know, they have a couple characters in mind and they just keep working with their friends. And I know that sometimes that's very disappointing for anyone that is a newcomer into the industry. But I promise you, the point is to continue those relationships, continue to network, because you never know if you're going to be pulled into that family to have continuous work. Yeah. You just have to persevere. You 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 got to keep it going. And, and again, I treat an audition like you would a film project. I did it. I had a great time. Got to leave it there. If something comes from it, great. If not move forward, like try not to overthink it. Just keep working on your craft, you know, keep watching things that inspire you. You working on your podcast is also this, Moment of enlightenment for yourself every time you do a podcast because you're just keeping yourself inspired. You know what I mean? Um, oh, yeah. You and, just and also inspired discipline. Me. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Like, uh, honestly, but it's not just motivation will come and go, unfortunately, but that discipline of like constantly doing something too is, is what keeps us being, you know, being consistent. Consistency is what really is the ultimate basis of, of success. So always, you know, I, pro- it, it, it sucks when people say don't give up, but guys don't
0: give don't up. Don't do it.
1: Don't and give also, up. I and always also, say like, that. Yeah. Yeah. And I always used to think like, shit, man, I'm not living in the main cities. You know, I'm not living in LA. I'm not living in New York, but. But you're making it work. I'm making it work. And the fact that I've built relationships within my city It's helped me get, like, I, I'm very, very lucky that I have continued to keep my relationships with production and casting offices because sometimes I don't go to the audition. I go straight to the callback and sometimes I don't go to the callback. They just give me the job. Like, guys, I'm telling you, like, it's, it's, it's so hard, but once you, you, you build that relationship with a casting office, even if you're in a LA layer in New York and you have that casting offices that know you, that audition you time and time again, you will come up in the office when you're not there. Your name pops up more than you think. You got that drive and you'll make it happen. So
0: Caro, with all of this and mm-hmm. the amazingness that is your career path and I'm I'm seeing it flourish. I it's could, slow, I it's, already a slow imagine. it's a
1: slow process, but hey, it's good, it's fine, it's happening.
0: So, to close this interview out, <laughs> I don't like to call it an interview exactly, but you know, um, I like to ask a few fun questions mostly yeah. because my mom bothered me that I don't ask enough fun questions. <laughs> so, mom, this is for you. such uh, serious
1: business, yeah. You know,
0: okay. uh, my mom, she's my
1: biggest uh, supporter, Critiquer? Oh, my God. Yeah, that, that's uh, it's hard, hard times because my mom, mm, mom, I know, don't tell me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. Those Latin mommies, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> they, but they mean the best. It's, oh, it's they, do. The best. they do. They do. Ju- they just want the best for us. So with that, since you just talked about these roles that you have played, what is a dream
1: role of yours? Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> can, I have a, can I have more than one? or Two. Have two. Two, two. Okay. (laughs) So I definitely want to be, this this goes back to like when I first started out, I want to play the Angelina Jolie role character from Girl Interrupted. Oh, okay. Yes. Love her. And I really want to be in a movie musical because I love to sing and it's something that, like, I mean, La La Land, even though I hated the ending, I, that I hated that. I hated it. I hated, I hated it. the whole movie. I have. I actually wrote about this on my Instagram because obviously, you know, we don't have that much time left, but um, it it didn't have to end that way. It didn't. Yeah. It didn't. Yeah. But I, that moment of when, you know, she's singing and she's auditioning and she gets that big break or Christina Aguilera in Burlesque, which is a totally oh, underrated movie. I but love She it. has that moment where she's like, oh, oh like that part. Mm-hmm. The curtain doesn't drop. You're just like, oh, chill.
0: Yeah, that, that that scene is incredible.
1: It's magic. It's magic. And um, movie musicals also make people really happy. So I like the drama on one side, and I like the happiness on the other.
0: It's true. Honestly, uh, after you saying how you were in a Christmas film, I'd honestly... In my future for acting, I'd mm-hmm. love to land like a cheesy Hallmark romantic Girl. comedy. Yes. That would be a dream role for me.
1: Let me tell you something. And once you book one Hallmark or oh Lifetime, by the way, is popping up a lot in Florida. Oh, um, yes. I've been yes. in a few of those. An yes. extra, but you know, I've been in them. <laughs> hey, hey, but get 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 a get a speaking role in Lifetime or Hallmark and they will keep working with you. If you could make a film, what kind of film would you make? If I could make a film.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, damn.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: God. It's I a couldn't... fun
0: yet challenging question.
1: It is. I need rom-coms to come back. Yes, they do. I okay. need I need a You've Got Mail kind of thing to come back. So what's your favorite movie? Or what's your favorite rom-com? You've Got Mail. <laughs> <laughs> I love You've Got Mail, Serendipity, and basically sleeping in Seattle, which is literally You've Got Mail kind yeah. of. Yeah the same same director, same production company. Mm -hmm. But I love Serendipity, You've Got Mail, French Kiss. I I love everything. Oh, my God, a Halloween film. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Halloween. And weren't you
0: in, um, like, a scary Halloween YouTube film? Oh, yeah.
1: It's actually on Amazon. It's a short. Um, It's called Jack. It's a 10-minute film, and we filmed it in Ocala, Florida, again called Jack on Amazon Prime and they think they they actually put a YouTube release on it as well and it won several um, it's been selected for film um, what's it called oh my god I just forgot the word what is it film festivals film festivals thank you film festivals all of that yeah so all those film festivals and um, oh just random you remember how I talked about supermarket the film that kind of got me to all my networking um, the short, it ended up getting picked up a year ago and a year and a half ago. And they put it up in the cons film festival just before the pandemic Damn. happened. Oh. So I can say that I've been featured in cons. Wow. Okay. So, so where can the listeners find
0: you go and, and sure. search your blog? And- um,
1: yeah, so basically on my Instagram, um, at Gato Pozo, C-A-R-O-P-O-Z-O. C-A-R-O-P-O-Z-O Um, I basically list my blog and my small business. Um, and then on my regular acting website, www.carolinapozo.com, um, that's where I have some of my scene footage and basically where I I put my latest projects that have aired or whatnot up there. And I keep honestly, actor website, keep it very simple. Just make sure they can contact you put your reels up there because people are always going to be looking for stuff, keep it very clean professional, And then a little bit of a news thing that says, Hey, what recently aired or what's coming up. So that way, you know, it's simple. It's a contact page, but you don't have to go crazy updating it all the time. In case anybody's looking how they should do a website, keep it simple. It's not a big deal.
0: Yep. Like they say, kiss, keep it simple, stupid. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Caro, this has been wonderful getting to talk to you and, Hearing your successes and what got you into this career path and what keeps you fueled to stay in it, especially with these challenging times that we are dealing with still. I wish you all the best and the success is for sure going to come to you because you are working towards it and you're determined and that's what you need in this game.
1: Thank you so much for creating a platform to keep um, everyone inspired and motivated because doing this, it also keeps you accountable too. to just kind of just stay with it. And, um, it's never like what I think people get nervous of is like, don't freak out when there's not like a consistent work right now. Try to make sure that you, you know, have those other projects going on as well, just to kind of like, just keep it going. It, it, it's just, yeah, it's all about, you just
0: got to keep pushing through. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And sometimes making your own work is some of the greatest work. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Gato, thank you again. I hope you have a wonderful day. And honestly, kick ass in these upcoming films that you're going to oh, be God. doing. <laughs> um, again, thank
1: you for having me, Amanda.
0: You're welcome. Thank so you guys for you. having me. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to episode two, season two of Why the F, I Am an Artist. Kicking it off with my first interview with Carolina Pozo, singer, actress, blogger, entrepreneur, you name it, she's got it. Honestly, it was wonderful to hear her story and very inspiring. I can't wait to interview more artists and get to hear their stories on this path less traveled. Till next time, everyone. Like I like to say, stay safe, wash your damn hands. Till next time. Bye.